Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of Mental Wellness Mondays, a podcast by Two Broke Twimbles that focuses on mental health and mental well-being. As per usual, we are joined by uh, Dr. Nurai, uh, your and my fave, uh, coming through from Wired to Love and Thrive. Thank you very much, Dr. Nurai, for being here as usual. You have a good week? Yes, I did. Thank you. How are you guys doing? Good, 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 good. We're happy to be with you again. Um, and as usual, Dr. Nirai introduces us to some of her friends, colleagues, and uh, people that she looks for that are uh, big voices in the world of mental wellness in different fields, and we're able to explore different discussions. Today, we are privileged to be joined by Mr. Tino Tenda, Philip Gutima, who has instructed us strictly to refer to him as hi, Tino. Hi. Tino. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Tino is a mental health advocate. He started a, an online mental health platform that's called Rupasa, a place to talk, uh, in which he's uh, discussed or had conversations with many people on a wide range of uh, conversations surrounding mental health. Uh, so we look forward to hearing you and hearing your experience and uh, what we can learn from this. Tino is based in Zimbabwe, correct? Yes, I am. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, generator report in case there's any... <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> The generator's there in case there's any... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, what's it? What's it? <laughs> so, Tino, uh, I take it that you are very keen on educating people and having discussions surrounding mental health, which puts us all in the same place. We are competitors. And, um, <laughs> and uh, that was one of our goals too, but I'd love to hear your story. What is it that, uh, that got you interested in and what got you started in having this uh, this online platform called Rupasa. All right. No, I think uh, for me, um, it was um, trying to understand exactly what um, I was going through, which initially I was confused about. You know, um, you go through life um, and you have certain experiences and you're not sure what exactly is going on. So um, the drive came when I realized, you know, which is one of the first things that I always encourage people to do. You know, just you have to make that realization that you need help. And uh, once I made that realization, um, I went around, you know, trying to get that help that um, I needed. But unfortunately, at the time, um, I couldn't access the help. I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't access information um, as to what I was going um, exactly. And then, um, uh, as time went on, I really, in my search, I really. really there's a lack of, you know, there's a lack of um, people willing to to speak to you about mental health and things like that. So um, I decided, look, um, let me start a blog maybe and and just speak about my experiences. And um, a lot of people could relate. And I realized that, you know, there's, there's a great need to share um, in um, our stories and the things that we go through and all that. And as the blog grew, um, I realized that, look, Maybe let's create a platform for people to actually understand exactly what is going through. And then I, as, as I started to meet different um, counselors, different psychologists and all that, I realized that they also wanted to put um, a lot of information out there, but um, some didn't know exactly how to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, they actually helped me. Right now I have a mentor who's a psychologist in Zimbabwe and, and, and we've been driving um, you know, to get as much information out there, but it was purely initially about what I was going through and, and trying to understand exactly what I'm going through and also realizing that there's a lot of people around me that are going through things that they have no name for, you know, and, and that's one of the greatest challenges uh, people have. You know, you can't define exactly what it is. It's not like your cancer diagnosis or your um, 
um, I don't know, any other physical um, diagnosis that people um, can just go to a doctor and get. A lot of people struggle with some of these things internally, um, especially because not too many people were willing to talk about it. But, you know, the beauty of it is, even though we are competitors, like you said, the beauty of it is there's guys like you who are spreading as much information out there about this. And now people are able to put a name to a lot of things that they're going through and they're able to share their experiences. So let me also start by saying we really appreciate you guys and what you're doing. This is this is an amazing platform. And um, yeah, I really hope your, your podcast grows from uh, strength to strength and you keep spreading the word on this. Oh, shucks, man. Thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's the, the I hope yours grows as well, and I and I hope we meet different sponsors. That's that's also my. No, I'm kidding. We're not competitors. Uh, you know, if you don't mind, so we heard everything you said, but every now and again there were a few drops. So maybe it might be better to just turn off the video so we we hear you clearly. Um, okay. As much, yeah. Your your face is lovely. This is not a uh, uh, any kind of any kind of insult to your face. Um, so that's very interesting. I, I'm glad that they, that such a platform does exist and that, you know, yourself, ourselves, and hopefully more people can start having these kind of conversations. So if I understand correctly, the way, uh, the way Rupasa works is you find people who have uh, experiences, you find, um, um, psychologists, psychiatrists, and so on, and you sit them down and you just ask them to share. Is that how it works? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, I'm a firm believer of, um, you know, uh, being, um, um, how do you call it? being experts through ex- experience? So um, I really believe uh, the more people can share their experiences, the more you know that this knowledge um, gets to as many people out there. Because if you can hear a story from someone you can relate to, um, a peer or someone who's pretty much um, shared some of um, your experiences, like in, in society and all that, I think it, it really helps. It makes someone uh, more able to open up. There is that essential element of bringing in the professionals. The more we have the professionals uh, giving in their input, um, the better. Because look, there is that risk of um, people who are not trained to offer help trying to take up that role of a counselor. But the truth is, look, um, people are trained to do this, so they have to deliver. But I, be- I strongly believe in in sharing our stories so that more and more people feel comfortable. In, in talking about what they're going through. Um, for example, like from the beginning, I really wanted to, to, to connect with uh, friends and family who I'd noticed were going through things. And, and the moment you have them buying into it, I think this is what allowed it to grow as well because these are people who are almost, uh, almost go through similar things in society. So the more they're able to share, the more they can touch into their different groups and it grows as well. Well, it's, it's always essential to have the professionals as, as part of whatever um, it is you're doing so that at least um, that risk of trying to take their role is, is, is sort of um, reduced um, because I have had a lot of experiences where, you know, people think um, uh, someone is a counselor and then they keep going to them and then uh, something goes wrong somewhere along the line because people are not really trained for this and, 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 and you, you really want to avoid that. Because you don't want to um, put people in a position where instead of getting help, um, they, they get into a worse situation altogether. Yeah, but uh, what Rupasa does, it offers people a chance to, to talk. A chance, it's a safe space for people to, to share their experiences, to talk about what they're going through. You know, like um, recently, um, I've been pushing a hashtag anxious African because I was diagnosed with anxiety. 
Um, maybe I should have said that in the beginning. Um, I have a generalized anxiety disorder, and um, I've come to see that a lot of people have this particular condition, but um, they weren't getting as much information um, on um, you know what this condition is all about and also how to get help in this particular condition. So through Anxious African, I try to share my life experiences. And from sharing my life experiences, I've been able to then um, speak to a lot of people who feel, uh, who go through the same things, and then they're able to then speak to the different professionals that we can connect them to. Mm. Shout out Gad Gang, Gad Gang in the building. I see you, bro. <laughs> Dan, Dan, you wouldn't know about this, but we've got a specialized, you know, gang sign. You know what I mean? Just to, mm, it's, it's, it's for your meetings. Yeah, mm. just You won't get in yeah, without it. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Phil. You know, you can't. You can't. You're minimalizing such important issues. I mean, come on, Philip. What are you talking about, Dan? You, you've got to bring humor to them because the, otherwise you're overthinking you're having anxious. I had an anxiety attack yesterday, okay? So I'm familiar. You know what I'm saying? That's why I can I can rip the hood. Um, so, Tino, uh, back, back to what you were saying. Um, this is really important work. I wanted to find out, outside of what you're doing on YouTube and Facebook, have you ever had like in-person meetups? And if so, have those gone? Um. Yes, we have. We've, we've, we've tried to set up um, different um, support groups um, in the past where we get to meet um, different people and uh, we discuss exactly what uh, we're going through and all that. But um, you know, I've, I've always tried to make the different support groups um, as small and intim- intimate as possible um, yeah, so that we can really get to share um, the stories that we have and, and the, the help that we seek on, on a deeper level. But yeah, we do have um, different face-to-face meetups. But uh, we always try to do that with a professional there as well so that they can also be able to guide us um, in, in, uh, in times where we might go a bit astray and all that. Because um, like you're saying, these are important conversations, but they're also very, very delicate in the sense that uh, you, know, you, you don't want to lose people um, uh, through the different initiatives that you do because uh, the, the point is to help as many people as possible but there's always that risk of um, I don't know I don't know if I can say this doing too much or doing too little so um, mm. there's always that need for guidance or there's always that need for um, I don't want to use the word supervision but just having that presence on who can then um, you when you go astray but yeah we do um, try to have as many support groups as possible and um, when we can't or when we don't have the capacity to do so we then refer people to to the different um, support groups that we'll be going um, around i'm a big fan of um, what dr nirai does with the uh, wired love, love um, and look I, i've attended some and they've been so helpful so i've also referred some people there and yeah there's, there's also a different other um, support groups um, coming up and um, yeah, they've been very helpful because that face-to-face interaction is also um, extremely essential. Indeed, indeed. All right. So, like, when you guys do have these meetups, like, what's the structure? Um, if someone wants to attend, how do they go about it? Um, essentially, how do they join the Gad Gang? Well, what we do is um, like when when we have something going on, if 
um, we know a group of people say that have already um, gotten in touch with us. Um, do is we then invite them. Like uh, if they get in touch via the platform, um, if we get to a certain number that we see, it, look, maybe this this is an adequate number for us to get together and sit and chat. We then invite them on. Um, but um, in some instances, though rare, we do then um, send out maybe a flyer or just uh, general information that this will be happening at such and such a location and people can come through and join. But um, I think um, we've tried mainly to just engage, especially those people who initially engage with us, and then try and get them onto the different um, platforms um, that we have for, for these particular support groups. Okay. So I'm quite, uh, I'm quite interested in... Um this uh, this platform that you have, Rupasa, where you sit down with people, um, because I think yeah. it, it's a lot of insights that, um, you know, when we whenever we're discussing such issues, there's always yeah. always about the statistics and it's always about a, a bird's eye view of what's happening. Um, it's only when you get to sit down and have in depth conversations with people that you you learn and see a lot of things. And at least that's been our experience here on this podcast. There's so much that uh, on my end you don't think about just from seeing the article that's on this magazine or the, the statistics that are published by the UN or whatever, when you actually speak to a person about their lived experience, you see the, the difficulties, the, the challenges and the, and the triumphs that many people have overcome. So I just wanted to hear from you having actually sat with several people who are sharing their stories. Um, some of the things that you've learned and come across that uh, you think uh, are worth sharing. I think many of our listeners could also benefit just from from the experience that you've had. What have you learned from the people that you've spoken to? I think first things first, like you're saying, and you said um, continuously, is the ability to share your story. I think is is what is key because look, um, society has kind of made it difficult for us to to be able to share exactly what we're going through. So what what I've seen is even in um, in, in 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 the introduction of of um, people when we're, when we're sitting down, gathered and talking and all that. And the moment they have that opportunity to then speak about what they're going through, that is normally, I've seen uh, it happening a lot, that is normally where someone then, uh, as they speak and share exactly what they're going through, they get to a point where they kind of break down. I think um, the first time I was able to share my story as well, I got to a point where I, I, you get overwhelmed with the um, emotion that um, you then break down. So I think that's a breakthrough, um, so to speak. So I think the first thing is, is, is sharing, because I believe a lot in talking about things. You know, I always encourage people that, look, if you're going through something, start by talking about it. So I think what's important is I encourage people a lot that, look, just be brave enough to share. But of course, you have to be brave enough to share in a safe that you feel, uh, a space, sorry, that you feel safe in. And um, that's what we try to have. Uh, in our um, little groups or um, in, on the platform, it's I'll make it as safe as possible so that someone is able to share. And then also what I've seen is um, uh, you'll have people as well that are there to share, but they're struggling. You know, they, they struggle to, to, to bring out exactly what they're going through. Right? But the moment they hear um, Danny's story or Tino's story, um, it, it, they become more empowered. So through the group itself, to get people being able to then speak about their experiences because they've heard that, ah, oh, look, Tino, that's, that's not too different from, you know, Tino's story is not too different from my story. So this has given me the strength to also what? 
share, you know. So um, first thing, like I said, is that ability. So second thing is having like-minded people around you who you feel safe around, you know. So the, recently I did um, another show where, where I was speaking about, look, um, it's critical that we become the safe spaces, you know. Um, so if you're in a group of people where you feel safe to share something, then able to to speak as much into exactly what's going on. And then I think thirdly, um, once, you know, as, as, as the talks go on and all that, you know, it's it, it's essential to also um, direct people um, to where they can get additional help. Because sometimes it's not just about being within that um, support group. For some people, um, certain things run deeper than um, than uh, what a support group maybe can just offer. A support group can then just become exactly that, just a space for support. But it's also important um, to also encourage people to get as much professional help as possible and uh, one thing that i'm so excited about and so happy about is is how the options are becoming more and more um but there's always that issue of um you know it not being in the reach of everybody because um anything that has um payment in it you know we, we can't um, shy away from the fact that look it, it it can make it difficult for some people to get to so some people will stick to the support group based on that but it's always important also we see or realize that someone needs more help that we direct them to the right people. Mm-hmm. I think in my conversations with Dr. Nirai, I always reach out when there's a certain uh, maybe situation that I realize that someone might need a bit more. And I think she's done the same as well. We then um, share contacts of people who can actually help. Hmm. All right. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Any specifics uh, of people that you like a specific story that comes to mind? Um, I normally like to share my story, <laughs> which I did earlier on. But uh, yeah, you know, um, only only of stuff that's in the public domain. I don't want you to be revealing people's secrets. Okay, I'll I'll give you an example. Yeah. So, um, you you spoke to um, a gentleman about uh, his suicide attempt. And uh, I think you've been quite vocal on your social media about how, um, especially men, are susceptible to depression, anxiety, um, to you know any of these these disorders of uh, of the mind that people have, or any other kind of mental illnesses. And I, the reason I'm asking is because I know a lot of our listeners benefit from practical. You know, we try we always try to steer towards the practical, and. Um, I think hearing from someone's experiences, how to over, they, they overcame suicidal thoughts, for example, or hearing practical experiences of um, a Zimbabwean black man who experienced anxiety, like these kind of things, like you said, uh, it connects people to that. Wow. It's not just me. It's there's other people that, that are doing it. So that's why I kind of wanted to hear some of these specifics, especially of those that are in the public domain. Ah, uh, okay. No, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, probably yeah. I'll speak about one guy I spoke to. Um, yeah, with regards to 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 suicide as well and all that. And um, I think yeah, it's, it was an important conversation. It still is even now because um, I think one of the, the gentlemen I spoke to as well spoke about uh, you know then relying on drug use and and and, and possible other channels to actually do it and all that. But um, you'll see that um, when. 
he shared, you know, he spoke about, um, you know, then being able to, to, to get as much support around him, um, which includes, you know, family structures, um, societal structures and all that. But uh, he was uh, specific to um, the friends that he had around him who were able to understand, you know, exactly what mental health is. You know, I believe our view on things like suicide, um, uh, there's, there's this view that has always been there and uh, not to, to um, go up against religious folks and, and, and all that and all that, but there's, there's always that view that, you know, suicide is a sin, um, suicide is demonic and things like that and all that. But sometimes that's not really what a person wants to hear. And I think he alluded to that. And, and, and sometimes it's important that we understand that suicide, for example, is, is, is almost like a final symptom you know, to a condition, you know, and I love the way that he brought that up because look, there's, you, you can trace the path until he got to that particular space that there's things that went on in his life that led him into that particular um, place or that particular dark place. I think uh, the show I did was called Dark Place and um, him being in that dark place, he needed to surround himself with the necessary support and the necessary support was people who understood that suicide is not was not the key focus of what, exactly what he was going through, but there were things that he went through that we need to talk about. You know, like for certain people, it can come from childhood traumas, for example, um, or it can come from um, you know um, maybe bad experiences in relationships, which is what's going on right now and all that. And those things can build up in a person's mind and lead them to that particular space. But we need to talk about those things as well before someone gets to that point of suicide. And I think um, it's key that we, like we're doing now, we discuss mental health, mental illness, and the different um, things that people that can lead people into a particular space of suicide. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's it's almost like we found a mirror image of ourselves. You know, this is this is pretty much the the work that we're doing as well, and we're, we're trying to highlight. Um, and I think one of the 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 major things is addressing the stigma. In in your mm-hmm. experience, and not particularly with men, but also societally and shockingly, um, I, I, in recent weeks and months, I've also come across women who who are like. Um, very dismissive of mental health, uh, particularly in men. Um, what have you come across? What experience do you have in that? And if there's someone listening, uh, man or woman, um, how can they a become more sensitive to the topic, and how can they be more supportive? I think I'll stop by saying, look, mental health is a deal. <laughs> And I think people really don't need to get um, that particular statement, you know, in, 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 and how important it is that it's, it's real, you know, and uh, we all need to look after our mental health, right? And um, this issue of stigma has, it, it, yeah, I think it, it, it's been around just um, a long time and acceptance is only really starting to really happen and explode now we still have so many um, barriers that uh, to allowing us to actually feel like, you know, we can talk about mental health. And I'll go back to, you know, 
religion. Um, I was glad to watch something um, yesterday, I think on Twitter. Um, there's a prominent local pastor who was encouraging other pastors to start speaking about mental health. And um, I think those are, one, those are some of the key things that we need to, to do to encourage you know, our religious institutions. I, I like to believe that Zimbabweans are very religious, are very spiritual. You know, so if we start in religious institutions where we can um, start to you know, talk about what mental health really is and not hide behind that it's, 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 it's a demonic um, situation or it's, I don't know, all the different um, excuses that we've been giving it because that's, that's what feeds into the stigma as well. You know, because the moment someone says I'm depressed, someone is thinking, all right, no, let me go to a pastor and we pray for you. Sometimes not just about praying for someone, there's a whole lot more that needs to be done. There's a whole lot of process to it. There's a whole bigger process to it. And, you know, and my mentor recently was, was talking about her experiences, even um, not just pastors in Christian churches and all that. She's talking about the need to rope in even um, traditional healers, for example, because a lot of people go to traditional healers. A lot of people go to um, the prophets in the apostolic um, uh, faith as well and all that. And if we rope in as many of these people into the conversation and start speaking about what exactly mental health is or what exactly mental illness is, then we can begin to really fight this issue of stigma. And also, it's about um, why we called um, the platform Rupasta, is because I believe a lot of um, people can relate to a Rupasta. You know that read mat. Um, in a lot of homes, the Rupasta is, is, is used at different gatherings, and it's something we felt people can connect to. But one of the key elements was that this is something you can put in your home and sit and talk. So, you know, we have that um, um, mandate that we need to start in the family. You know, if, if I as a dad am able to speak, about, to speak to my son about mental health, then um, it's going to help him, you know, and it's going to help his generation going forward. But it comes with acceptance as well on my part that this is an a, a very important issue and a very important topic. You know, um, uh, when I did this um, show that I did last week, um, we had a very traditional-minded guy um, who had that macho perspective of guys and 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 and, and not talking about mental um, health and things like that. But he did continuously refer to his family, you know, and that family structure. If we begin to talk about um, mental health as spouses, mental health as parents, as siblings, um, I think it, it it really feeds into just removing that stigma because the family feeds into the community, the community feeds into the country, the country feeds into the the, the continent or whatever it is. And, but if we start from the family um, and speak about it and not shy away from what um, anxiety is or what depression is and not make excuses like um, maybe spiritual-based uh, issues. I'm really sorry for all your viewers who are um, uh, religious. I don't, wanna, I don't mean to attack religion or anything like that, but I think it's, it's really kind of pushed this mental health discussion to the side and, and, and place more focus on, 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 on demons and, and, and Satan and things like that. So it's, I think it, we need to run away from some of these things and focus on what exactly it is. Yes, it might be true, um, but I think it's about understanding the science of it first <laughs> and then how, digging how into... How could you? How, no, I'm kidding. My no, papa you know, we're, we're, would we're never stand for this. <laughs> 
we are we are we are very science based here and while it's true we may have listeners who are religious um you know we work with what we know so uh, i think you're absolutely right especially in zimbabwe and i think many times um even if it's not necessarily blamed on demons or anything like that but many times the solution that is often proffered is go to the church pastor and you'll be fine or we'll pray over you and you'll be fine and while in some cases maybe a show of support from somewhere might be all that you need to give you encouragement in cases where there's need for you know professional help medication um actual uh, therapy psychologists and so on uh, we are 100% behind the the scientific methods here um so yeah i don't think anyone is going to listen to this podcast like oh, did these people say no of course not yeah. very true yeah and I think, uh, Dr. Nirai, you'll re- we've had a lot of guests on here that have said that that's a big issue. Like with many people, yes. it's very difficult to try and give them treatment because at their church, they were told this or that or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think it's not just a Zimbabwean thing. I think it's, it's a global thing, no matter what religion the person is. You know, I know throughout Africa, that's, that's the biggest stigma that we kind of have to address. <coughs> but I'm, I'm thinking since we've taken the lid off, um, and to say mental health and mental wellness is important, um, we've started the conversation. But I have I have met several people who, you know, right now, you know, shared experiences about, you know, I wasn't I was depressed or anxious, and and I was told to you know to read this quote or whatever, but that didn't help me. Um, and in, like you were saying, in some instances, it it might help you, but if you have deeper issues that you kind of need to address you know, getting into a support group or getting professional assistance or getting on medication is essential. Hmm. Tino, what would you recommend, or we had spoken earlier about the difficulty of affording some of these things for some people. What would you recommend in terms of assistance, judging from the people that you've spoken to and the networks that you've been plugged into for those who maybe perhaps cannot necessarily afford Dr. Nurai or, um, you know... It feels expensive medication. <laughs> Dr. Nyarai, I think that was a uh, <laughs> dig at <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Are you no. expensive, Doc? <laughs> I think, if I can answer, I think it's quite a challenge because we we get, a, for Wired to Love and Thrive, we get a lot of requests for people wanting pro bono work. And mm. I think when COVID started, they were a lot of therapists and I, and I really applaud them for doing that, for offering free therapy and, and, and group session. But I think the bandwidth can't, couldn't sustain the mm. request for free services. I mean, I think there's some people out there that can offer free services because they're, they're getting a lot of funding like friendship bench. Um, so that's probably one of the frustrations I face is we don't have enough spaces that offer free services. Free quality services, I should say. Um, they, and but there are some some therapists that offer uh, mid range um, services. But again, not everybody can access that. So that I think is the is the next big push is is to make services more ac- um, accessible um, for people. Yeah, true, and and, and I I really agree with you, Doc, um, um, with that because look. At the end of the day, um, I always remind people because yeah, there there is always that um, temptation to say, look, I, I need help for free, and um, but I always remind people that look, someone actually studied for this, someone 
went through a long period of school and this is their career um and they can't just keep offering um uh, free services and all that but um i think um it, it also comes down to to the education of of, uh, of it all it it in spreading awareness and educating people on what uh, mental health is i think um it's important uh, to to put out that information to people as much as possible on, on the different things they can do um for themselves to actually help themselves and the more people are aware of um some of these tools and some of these different things um, that they can do the more they can share amongst themselves although it's, it's not always the best because there's people who need uh, professional help like we said but i think it's it starts from that the education and the understanding um of 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 what these different conditions are the more we are educated about it the more we we can help each other or help ourselves like i said earlier on we are the safe spaces we need first of all but um apart from that i'll i'll, I'll say exactly what uh, dr nyara said you look uh, there, there is the funding issue for a lot of organizations and um, i love the fact that she said good quality help because yeah there's a lot of chances as well um because you know people heard that maybe there's there's now money in mental health so so if i just open up a little something there or a little something there then i can be able to get a bit of funding here and there so um the quality help may also be lacking as well so it's important that when people look for help even that free help you know do a bit of research don't just go to anyone and everyone um because um that in the end might harm you at the end of the day but i think there's, there's that need um for a lot more um support groups through people with lived experiences because um if i've gone through um this and then I've found ways or if i have my anxiety condition and and i've found ways to actually help myself then i should also be able to then try to help next person and try to help the next person but also there's the risk in that that look sometimes um if i'm still going through what i'm going through if i have a condition look i might have bad days or i might have bad experiences and i don't want to then rub it off onto the next person because i might end up harming them as opposed to helping them so i think uh, first off the most important thing is 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 that education and there'll always be that cry for funding and and i like that as 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 a country we're having a lot of these national dialogues we're training a lot more people and um as we educate people you know it's important to know that you know some of the best helpers are for example um uh registered mental health nurses for example you know um i know one particular who's helped so many people and i've i've seen um how she brought a lot of people out of dark spaces and continues to help people and all that so we have those resources that we don't really look to because we don't think maybe they're that qualified to do it and all that but they have the necessary training to at least be a counselor of some sort you know and 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 like doc said there's a lot of um counselors or psychologists or psychiatrists who are willing to uh, to also do a lot of pro bono work god bless them um it's really appreciated but at the same time look it's a career they also need money mm-hmm. and uh, realistically even if they even if someone were to uh, or if all the psychologists and psychiatrists were to do pro bono work there's still not enough of them to cover zimbabwe we've we've It's established true. oh yeah so like yeah. Yeah, so i think um any any other suggestions or anything 
any resources that are available. We've tried our best to share resources on how people can perhaps uh, at least try to assist themselves. Um, uh, but, you know, doing small things that may assist with things like depression and anxiety. But uh, I often wonder that it's, I worry that it's not enough, you know. Yeah. But we, um, we do what we can. Yes. And I think. And we must. <laughs> yeah. I think the onus is on the people you live with and work with. I mean, Danny, if, if, you know, if you're my colleague and I notice that there's been a change in you, for me to not just ignore it, but maybe to have a conversation with you, not in public, just the two of us and say, what's going on? So that at least, because sometimes you're, you know, you might be in your own little world and not even know what's happening to you. But, you know, to have somebody else just say, hey, you're not seeming yourself. What's happening? Because that could be the start of your your journey to therapy or your journey for getting the support you need. Um, mm. Yeah, that is so true, Doc. That is so true. Recently, there's a lady who shared um, with me um, a story on um, she had uh, um, postpartum depression um, mm. for for some time, and uh, she was able to speak to um, someone who had come back to work, who she realized that this person might be going to what. I went through and she was saying, uh, look, the way she was able to help this lady, um, because she could feel that lady is, is, is losing herself you know, in, 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 in the whole new parenting experience and all that, but because they were able to speak and because she was able to share that there's such a diagnosis, it was, it, it then helped this other lady. And then, yeah, I really appreciate that. That look in our schools, in our homes, wherever we are in our workplaces, the more we, if we realize someone is going through something, it, it, it doesn't take much sometimes to just reach out because sometimes what someone needs, you know, then the moment you reach out, you're able to help the next person. And I'll reiterate what I said uh, earlier on, like, we are the safe spaces we need. You know, it, it, it's in Danny that I can get a bit of help. It, 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 it's in Dr. Nirai in the conversation that I can get a bit of help if she doesn't charge me. But um, yeah. It's it's so important to have these conversations. Hmm. Absolutely, much agreement, much agreement. Well, man, thank you very much for the work that you are doing. Uh, it is uh, it is well noted, and uh, I hope that we are able to reach more and more people with this kind of discussion and conversation. If someone wanted to reach out to you and get in touch with you, how could they perhaps uh, find you? Are you available on these internet streets? Yeah, yeah. Um, I try to do as much as I can uh, on the internet. Uh, if anyone is, is 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 looking to chat, looking to talk, look, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tino Guitima, um, Facebook Tino Tino Guitima, um, uh, Instagram as well Tino Guitima. And if they want to get in touch with um, us at um, uh, Rupasa, you can just um, email me on phil at rupasa dot org. Um, and yeah, let, let's let's have a chat. Let, let's Let's talk some more. And again, guys, thank you for, for the work you're doing. You know, this is so important, especially with all that's going on in the world right now. Um, if this is the content that we can put out, I think that we're going to help so many people. You guys are really doing a great job. Oh, thank you, Max. Thank you, Max. If you want to watch some of the conversations that Tino has had with different people, uh, look for Rupasa, a place to talk uh, on YouTube. Uh, at least that's where I found it. I don't know if there's anywhere else, uh, Tino. Um, yeah, no, for now, yeah, um, it's on YouTube, but uh, yeah, you can also go on the website www.rupasa.org 
and um, get a bit more information there and 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 see some of the stories um, that people have shared and some people have been opening up uh, to to put out their testimonies as well so people can just um, read through that people who had who've shared testimonies on um, depression and some people who shared testimonies recently on their covid experiences and what has what that has done um, to their mental health as well i think that's also an important discussion to have and yeah because a lot of people <laughs> gone through the most during this period yeah. yeah well thank you very much tino uh we appreciate the work you're doing as i mentioned and thank you very much for chatting to us um if you enjoy these kind of conversations by the way uh you can uh, support two broke tumbles just by going to two broke tumbles.com forward slash donate uh you can even indicate if you want your donation to be specifically for helping those who need uh, assistance with um uh, their mental health. Uh, also, you can anonymously write to us if you are facing an issue, if there's something you need to talk about or you need to speak to a professional. Uh, we have a network of professionals through Dr. Nirai that we are able to access who can give you at least some feedback and some help on whatever your issue, uh, whatever issue you're dealing with. Just go to twobroketumbos.com forward slash help. By the way, it is optional to put your name and your contact details. Um, if you would like to do so, please uh, you're welcome to do so. But if you want to keep it anonymous, you're also welcome to keep it anonymous. We won't even know who it is. We're just going to read your message and uh, where possible, share it where we can. And uh, in some cases, we address it here on the podcast. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Anything else they uh, feel, Dr. Nurai? No, thank you. No Good conversation. No, I, I think I think it, it was covered really well, man. Um, shout, out, shout out to all the work you're doing. And, and hopefully... You know, we get more people the help they need. Absolutely. 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 Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can find us on social media, Two Broke Twimbos. I'm Danny, that guy. That's Phil Chard. And of course, you can find at Dr. Nurai Oro. Uh, wired to Love. Digital. And Drive. Wired Why? number to Love. Mm. Yes. And Drive. And Sage Restorative. Sage restorative. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, we'll catch you in the next episode of Mental Wellness. And once again, thank you very much to Tino Guitima. Uh, we'll talk a, a little bit later, guys. Bye-bye.